This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Have you ever been millions of light years away and been digged down by an alien named Hefron? That's Captain Hefron Williams to you. Have you found out what happened with the Theo on his toast? Hi everybody, welcome to the worst idea of all time, an exciting new chapter of season five. Truly exciting. That's right, it's porn o'clock down at the Boner Factory. Whoop, whoop. And Tim and I have just been to space. We certainly have. In the words of Tim Curry, the one place untouched by capitalism. We have watched Emmanuel in space, uh, First Contact, otherwise known as Queen of the Galaxy, a 1994 straight to TV movie. Well, it was made for TV. So it went straight to TV. Yeah. But usually if I hear someone say that, I'm like, this was a movie... That was intended to be on the big screen and failed to get there. This one was built for that tiny little box full of cathode ray tubes. That That's we right. Love. It was in many ways it was built for TV, but also in other ways built for us. Yeah, it was built to be consumed twenty six years later yes. on a laptop yep. that's probably thirteen inches wide 14. on a on a Tuesday morning. Actually, 14? it's less than that because it's 14 diagonally. Do you know that's how they measure screens? I did know that. Mm, so, d- Did you know that? I did know that, yeah. When did you find that out? <sighs> don't know. Not Roughly? Sure. Uh, like a long time ago. How long? <laughs> I don't know. Put a year on it. Uh, the year 2003. Ah, oh, that's buzzy. I found out in 2002. Oh, true. Yeah. You beat me to it. Crazy. Hey, this movie was fucking awesome everyone it was rule it was a lot of fun it had a very clear and simple little premise uh it was like so nice to be set free from the sort of obviously from the purgatory of the airplane uh but also from the the trappings of 
you know, like I felt like the Emmanuel franchise was stuck within itself on this endless loop of uh, vaguely European, like needlessly complicated. Do you know what was so exciting about this movie and what made it feel like it was propelling forward constantly? No dubs or subs? No dubs or subs. Also entirely told in the present tense. It was not a person telling another person about times they'd fucked. It was people fucking learning to suck and fuck in real time and also sucking and fucking up a storm. Uh, At one point we were on a a boat cruise on the Nile in Egypt and Captain Hefron Williams, who was both learning about his sexuality and trying to rediscover Emmanuel, who had (laughs) shapeshifted, was fucking everyone on the boat he did well and everyone was having a good time except for an exhausted and put upon bartender who had watched captain hefron williams stroll into his bar yeah seduce another beautiful woman yeah take her back to his room and then return immediately afterwards in exactly the same <laughs> outfit and do the same thing time and time again bartender got his though when Captain Hefron got punched in the face and all the women turned on him. But let's actually tell the story of what happened because this was a fucking great movie. Really good film. Well, before we even tell the story, what uh-huh. there's a, you did some research during it as to why it might have been so competently told. This movie had genuine laughs, some laugh-out-loud moments. In fact, none more so than what was my shining light, which was uh, a dance scene... Captain Hefron Williams, is, we need some context, I suppose, to do this, is an alien. He comes across Emmanuel, and eventually she just agrees to teach him the ways of human sex and sexuality. Well, it's his mission. He's here to learn um, about humans. He's part of a ship of scientists, yeah. and they're here to figure out why our world, which is so stricken with conflict and war, is... And they suspect that a big part of the reason might be how we procreate, because um, as he explains... His alien species replicate by cell division, mitosis. We replicate with meiosis. Yeah, there's this incredible sexual half an hour section where Captain Hefron Williams was explaining the difference between mitosis and meiosis, and it's I never was mentioned. Chubbed up to the nines. It's never mentioned. Nothing turns me on like an alien explaining human biology. We've got a new. Um, Emmanuel now. That's right. For for a little while. And and she's good. Krista Allen. So as part of the crash course in uh interacting and sexualizing or like having sex with humans, Emmanuel is teaching uh Captain Hefron Williams the art of seduction, mm-hmm. which involves going to a dance floor. And he has not danced before. And she says, Just go dance. And he says, How do I dance? And she says, copy, Do copy exactly them. what they're doing. Yeah. And he goes out and does these really uh cartoonish like Starts off pretty small, like sort of rhythmic movements in his shoulders and arms, and then starts like feeling himself and just doing these big, like quite rapid arm and leg <laughs> movements and clears the dance floor. And they stay on the shot for ages. You ever and seen the, the Bluth family trying to do what a yeah, chicken does? Exactly. It was that. And he sticks to it so perfectly. And it's perfect that you should mention the Bluth family because you discovered mm. the director of Emmanuel in Space, First Contact has gone on to work beyond the softcore pornography realm. He is an Emmy... Oh, I assumed it was a he, but I don't know. Their name is Al Al Shapira. Um, in a, well, oh, how did I get Lev. to it? Lev Al Spyro. Is it Spyro? Yeah. Really? Where are we? I'm on IMDb. Where are you? 
wait, what the fuck is happening? You're right, because... Okay, they've used a different name. This is what's going on. So in the if you go to Emmanuel Queen of the Galaxy's Wikipedia page, in the top um, paragraph before it gets to the kind of specs of the film, it says it was directed by Lev L. Spyro, but then when you go to the like genre written by, directed by, directed by says L.L. Shapira. So they've obviously adopted a different name for the for the pornos. Tried to Lev tried to dodge it because Lev went on to win Emmys for his work in Are You Ready? Modern Family, Weeds, Arrested Development, My Name Is Earl, Ugly Betty, The Gilmore Girls, Dawson's Creek, The O.C. And everybody hates Chris. Also, Orange is the New Black and The Tick. Wizards of Waveney Place, the movie. And Minutemen. If you check out his trivia section on his IMDb as well, he's known for refusing to type LOL, even when he actually does laugh out loud. (laughs) That made it to Wiki, huh? But there is such like deft comic touch and also very efficient and enjoyable storytelling throughout this movie. And Emmanuel's great. It just keeps going for Well, Emmanuel is a stand-up comedian, I am to believe. Krista Allen has had several turns. Actress, model, stand-up comedian, a star of Days of Our Lives, Baywatch, and Final Destination, the first one. Uh, she's going to be joining us for, I believe there's seven of these Emmanuel in Space movies, and, and she's it for all of them. She is in the elevator scene in Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. Yeah. She is the buxom woman who he gets punched by when the door's closed. Because he, he he cannot, like George Washington before him, he, he cannot, cannot tell, tell a lie. lie. And he keeps getting hit by woman. In 2002, she's in an episode of Friends, the one where Joey dates Rachel as Joey's girlfriend, Mabel. Ah, didn't know that. She's in Smallville and Mutiny. What I'm saying, folks, is there was a lot of talent that went into this, this film and we've progressed past the old technology. Now we're into the, like the days of our lives cameras that look kind of like weirdly high definition, it even was, though it was the mid-90s. Yeah, it, it just made such a difference. It's really breathed new life into the... I don't know that this is canon necessarily, if you ask Sylvia Christel, but it has breathed new She's life... She's dead, bro. And it, well... We can't. Then we won't find out what she thinks of this film, but... It's just... It was just so enjoy. It was, I was so happy f- to see everything americanized yeah like immediate the, the the movie starts we're in new orleans emmanuel is having sex with some guy who wants her to commit and she's like no no i've you know like let's let's keep having fun we're still new let's- and that guy by the way isn't but looks like dolph lundgren absolutely and uh she then is like okay see you later and leaves the house that morning drives on the car sees someone with a broken down car on the side of the road stops and says do you need help and he speaks in this sort of stilted half human half alien voice and says my transport is broken can i use your transport and she says absolutely and away they roll driving together we immediately this was the 90s folks this was the clinton administration the height of stranger danger everyone was getting worried about being murdered on the highway but not emmanuel because she is courageous she is not just courageous but she is capable of taking anything in stride within five minutes of picking up this man to drive to the next town he reveals he is an alien who has traveled from afar to discover is this right what this when 
Is this when he says he's an alien? No, he doesn't. He's just being odd and mysterious um, at this point. He keeps calling a car transport. Yeah. And, and they go to a cafe his... and she finds out that... Oh, it's, it's not until he shapeshifts when the cop comes to the diner yeah. that she figures out that there's something going on. But basically, she finds out he's an alien. She's still attracted to him. He's attracted to her. He teleports them back to the alien ship. The aliens explain the basic premise of what they're doing. She is totally on board yeah. and then travels back to Earth with Harfron, Captain Harfron Williams, to help him explore sex. Oh, there they do. It's cool. But there's a very confusing bit in the movie that keeps coming back where the ship itself, the ship gives several announcements. So every time that Captain Harfron goes to fuck, they all put on these like little helmet things so they can experience the fucking alongside him and they'll get their rocks off because yeah, their captain's having a good old time. It's meant to be their futuristic version of TV. But basically, yeah. the spaceship narrates what is happening to all of the stewards the or the crew and they all watch along on TV and they all become immensely aroused yeah, by watching the captain have sex. They're kind of unfamiliar with fucking so they don't fuck each other while it's happening. And the first, actually, the first time Emmanuel and Captain Haffron Williams have sex is on the spaceship. They go to a chamber, they have sex, and afterwards the, the spaceship announces... The captain is at it again. Yeah, cleaning droids. Cleaning, oh, when he climaxes, she says, cleaning droids to chamber six. Yeah. It's full-on that's full-on sci-fi get the cleaning droids in here there's jizz and other bodily fluids everywhere but then after that yeah there are two catch cries that the ship likes to ring out with yeah now the first one is fine and humorous which is the captain is at it again every time he fucks it's like get your helmets on ladies and gentlemen half run half no pants on that's right the captain is at it again and the ship does not lie Captain Haffron Williams is at it constantly and consistently. The man has a monstrous hog. He's jacked up to the nines. He's got 12 abs, and he literally cannot stop Guy fucking. Guy believes there is a not insignificant chance that he has silicon implants as well, the actor portraying he's Captain He's so puffed up, and his body doesn't move. Even when he's moving, his muscles remain totally he's still. A phenomenal eight pack. I don't know actually what it's like to have muscles like that are big enough to see necessarily mm-hmm. like like that. So I don't know if that's normal, but I just felt like he was so puffed up that there might have been implants. The other announcement, persistent as in this footwear, well, it's, it's said three times, used, I think. No, it's, it's said at least four times. Is and it? it's used as like a recurring, almost like interstitial or refrain that bridges scenes or moments. Here it is, folks. Are you ready? Theo, your toast is ready. That's right. Theo. Who's Theo? We'd never meet him. Don't we meet don't know why Toast is on the ship at all. I don't even know if these aliens eat. But for some reason, we hear <laughs> get it again. This announcement, Theo, your toast is ready, which I can only assume is a nice little Easter egg for the, like it's some inside joke that our man, what's his name? Lev? Um, Lev Spyro. LL Shapira, as he is credited in. Um, what happens if you click his place. hyperlink on Wikipedia? It says it doesn't exist. Well, if you click that one, it says it doesn't exist for LL. But if you go live L Spyro, which it is in the above bit, then that goes to his actual page with all his credits for, for his comedy TV work and a couple films. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to adopt a different working name. Does it? Yeah, I think it does. A nom de plume. Oh, that's for writers though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Is it still a nom de plume if it's for uh, directors? Yeah. He went... I mean, this guy, he, he he directed a lot of films as L.L. Shapira. Emmanuel First Contact, Emmanuel A World of Desire, Hot Ticket. What's that? That sounds juicy. 
Justine, Seduction of Innocence. Justine, you're not the only oh, one. Hot Ticket sounds incredibly touch and go. Yeah. 1995, 81 minutes, R-rated film. Two kidnapped strippers must perform erotic routines for their captors after their plane crashes near a mountain hideaway. Dang. A plane crash and then you get kidnapped? That's unlucky. Or you get kidnapped and then you're in a plane crash. Either way, oh, yeah, true. talk about a rough day at work. That it. Talk about a case of the Mondays. <laughs> talk about a case of the... Uh, yours was good. I don't know why I um, tried to top it. I don't know why I tried to build on it. The joke had served its purpose. It's all good. What did you think of Krista Allen? Because I think she's awesome. And I'm really excited about spending more time with her. Your toast is ready. Theo. Your toast is ready. Do we think Theo's one of the alien scientists? Theo, your toast is now ready. Please come and take it from me. Your toast is ready. God knows. Can I tell you something? God knows your toast is ready. I was up till 1am last night catching up on all the editing and you screaming into the microphone. I can see in my audio software the waveform fucking out and me having to fix the levels as you're doing it in real time. Just now. It's like seeing Matrix code in front of me. <laughs> is that what I It's understand? me seeing workload. Um, I Six years we've been doing this, Monty. If you're going to belt out, just dip your head a little bit away from the mic. You know, other times, so when I'm talking like that, you you push the mic into my mouth. It's because you're talking at a normal volume and you get too. I always quiet. thought I had really good mic technique. You do. These these guys are pretty sensitive, and they're on the the out as soon as those new ones come in. Give it, fucking give it to the tech heads. What's coming in? What? Oh, fucking Rode Pod mics. They're not the best in the world, but they're just like they're very obvious in what you do. You talk right down to the barrel of the gun. Not like these ones, yeah. side address diaphragm ones. If you come across a gun, famously, sing into best it. to land your mouth in front of it and talk <laughs> right down the barrel. Says. You say, don't you come out of there, bullet. You stay in your you house. stay in there. You stay in there. For I live in <laughs> constant fear of you. Uh, what was your shining light? Krista Allen's performance. Do you need more specificity than that? I'd I like just, just a few. I'd like you to cherry pick three highlights. Three. Fuck, that's a lot, dog. But I'll do it three, gladly. Three moments that said we're in safe hands, we're in experienced hands, and we're in humorous hands. Um. Oh, what was the joke they did that was really good? Fuck. Because we commented up when it happened. I really should have taken notes. I said it was, to you. I yeah. said you should take notes. You were. We were enjoying it so much. I knew that we were immersed in the film, and that if you didn't take notes, you weren't going to know. That's what I said. Can you give me some surrounding context? Maybe I can help. No, I, I can't remember any. Tim, I live jokes. I love jokes. <sighs> well, then what was it? I, I, it I just need a little surrounding. Just a, I just need yeah, a little I, surrounding I can't remember context. and this will be annoying to listen to. Tim, can to. you just surround me with a little bit of context, please? I liked... I, I, fuck. I like the plot. Like, I like that there's these aliens who are going, hey, this planet is full of warring species. This warring species is at war with itself. I wonder if it's because of how they procreate. Yeah, but we that, got to investigate. that was their hypothesis, but they got distracted by the fucking. They got into it, and that's the second highlight for me. So, yeah, the Captain Heffron would go down. I he- like the bartender probably the most. I like the moment where he um, threw his receipts up in the air. I like the woman who was on the boat who I originally thought was Sybil Shepherd. Um 
And then when you didn't know who that was, I said a less cool, oh no, a more cool Reba McIntyre, who you also didn't know who that was. That's right. Um, and I think I really liked, um, no, that's it. It was all the things you liked. Yeah. Did you not find the plot got a little daggy at the end? Yeah, it did. We had a really neat and concise film, which was Emmanuel teaching Captain Hanron Williams how to have sex. And then beyond that, sort of how to... How to seduce a lady. Seduce a lady. And then they go back to the ship. And at some point, Emmanuel's like, look, this is great. I'm really into what you're doing, but I can't do this forever. I've got a life to live. And he's like, no, please. And she goes, okay, I'm going to change my body. If you recognize me and tell me it's me, yeah, I'll help keep helping you out. If you don't, I'll see you later. I'm off. And he says, of course, I'll be able to tell you. Because they get into a conversation about essence and what the soul is. Because obviously this is an alien, so he doesn't, quite a, he doesn't get concepts that we get and yeah. we talk about. So she's like, you know, he says, is, is um, it's something like as appearance, you know, the most important thing. And she said, well, it's one part of sex. But it's also about the soul of a person, how they how they live, their essence. And then he becomes quite interested in this idea of an essence, and he's convinced that he can recognize an essence. And the way that he figures out that he could try and detect an essence is by fucking everyone on the ship. Because the way that you um, find out what is on the inside is by putting your penis in their vagina yeah. and checking. And he's wrong. Like, he was wrong every time. Like some sort he of was wrong so much. Penis detective magnifying glass it was like a thermometer clues. a thermometer and a chicken penis up inside ya finding an entrance where they can eels up inside ya oh yep 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 from the mighty bush imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, yeah, uh, but so they, they had this really neat self-contained story. He winds up having sex with everyone, and then it all, all the chickens come home to a roost. The bartender loves it because he's been so jealous watching this guy just absolutely have a blast on the singles cruise. 
And eventually, a woman who told uh, Captain Hafron Williams, she was not Emmanuel, says, you're right, I am Emmanuel. And he's like, why the fuck did you not tell me? And she's like, ah, bit of fun. <laughs> and they go, okay. And you feel like we've just watched a really neat, fun, yeah. lighthearted- Good container for a porno. Like, uh, totally unproblematic, if not very heteronormative- Softcore porno. And then they go back to the spaceship and they think, we need one more man to come to Earth and start fucking people. And they go back in this incredibly convoluted, tacked on third. That's Raymond, everyone. introduced. Raymond comes down. Act three, and Rise em- of Raymond. Emmanuel starts behaving as Emmanuel's of times gone past have. She uh, is like trying to help friends who are going through emotionally challenging times by instead of shape-shifting herself by using other people or other aliens other species to seduce and have sex with their friends so that they can rediscover the joy de vivre that gets them out of bed in the morning makes them tinkle on the ivories have a bit of a good time and so she brings this beautiful man named raymond to her friend who lives in paris's apartment her friend is devastated her husband left her a year ago for another woman and emmanuel says you guys are gonna fuck, and the friend says, "No, we're not." But then they do, and it is. Incredible. Well, Emmanuel gives a warning as well. She says, "You guys are gonna fuck. Do not fall in love with him." Yeah, it's very important. And they do fuck, and she does fall in love with him. And because he has not experienced sex with a person before or any of this stuff, he in turn is reciprocating the love. And Emmanuel's like, "Oh no." Here we go, and start sort of overstepping her line. Start saying, "Hey," because this is one thing you said. You said. Uh, you love the way that Emmanuel approaches guiding an alien through humanity. You say that you feel like you would overstep your bounds. You'd be a helicopter parent. You'd micromanage yeah. through every move. It was, and it Emmanuel was, gives a long leash. She does. She's like making sure that there's a little bit of guardrails on in case things get really wobbly. But she lets him make his own mistakes, fall down, scrape his sexual knees, and then get scabs on his sexual knees. That's right. That's how you learn. That's that's what you got to do. But later on, I feel like as she grows closer and feels a responsibility and maybe even an affinity for the aliens, she starts being like, you can't fall in love. And so her friend says she's in love with Raymond. Raymond says he's in love with a friend. And she's like, okay. I've got to intervene. I've created a bit of a problem here. Mm. And her plan is absolutely batshit and dog shit. She finds the ex-husband who left her friend and says, do you want to get back with your friend? And he's sort of like, no. And she's like, okay, well, and gets Captain Hafron Williams to shapeshift into the body of her ex-husband, arrives at their engagement party between Raymond and the friend, and gets Captain Hafron Williams masquerading as the ex-husband to seduce the friend. And it's just so immoral. <laughs> it's bad. And it's also we don't like know, there's, no all... long, there's no long-term hope for this plan. We don't know the um, circumstances of the breakup as well. No, we don't. Maybe he was being a dirty dog. Maybe he was being a dirty dog. And then Emmanuel well, comes actually, and dips her all back in and she's like, you should get back with that guy. It's he's like, do you know up. what? I've done my healing. That was a difficult breakup. And Emmanuel, if you were any kind of a half-decent friend, you would leave me alone right yeah, now. He, was a, he was a dirty dog. She said that he found another woman, started sleeping with her and left her. Well, and also, the fuck? he is absolutely... Like, the guy we see his apartment, he lives in an apartment in New Orleans, and the music he's listening to is an experimental jazz <laughs> garage band track. Yeah, and it dog. is some like the this I will say this for the film, the score was atrocious. I was into it. 
I was in, I was into the. Um, my Can I quote you to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you speaking as though you were a producer of the film. I'm so sorry we can't afford any music or anything that counts as music. That's what you said about the score of the film. Yeah, but you know, we will make our, our little comments, don't we, in the heat of the moment when the movie plays. What I liked is they had footage of, this was kind of, um, you know, just to take us from one scene to another, a little interstitial, a man playing saxophone, but they had dubbed over the top of it like a synth Casio yeah. saxophone sound. And I was like, man, you had the guy, you had the saxophone just fucking hit record, guys. Yeah, let him play his instrument, but they would not. And then you said, because I'm the sax man. Yeah, I'm the sax man. It's the tax man, you see. And then you said, that's good. Has anyone done that? <laughs> and I said... Just because something rhymes, it doesn't mean it's good. No, I think it's pretty good. You get the tax man by the Beatles. I think people get it. You chuck sex in there instead of tax. The only way to make it work would be to instrumentalize the whole track with saxophones. Not all of it. All of it. In fact, what would be good is is if all the verses were saxophone and then you just had the choruses (laughs) of um, some Liverpudlian... Trill. Liverpudlian. That song was anti-tax, eh? Yeah, it's fucked, eh? It's like, hey, we finally got rich and famous now. (laughs) Fuck the welfare state. (laughs) That's right. They're trying to tax our everything, man. And why? Just because we're (laughs) multi-millionaires. To their credit, they made it incredibly catchy. (laughs) That song was fucking propaganda, man. Absolutely. So he's been listening to a podcast called The Winds of Change. Do you know about that? No. It's a song... Fuck, is it the Scorpions? The CIA wrote the song and then it got enormously huge. What did they write the song for? Oh man, I wish I'd listened to the podcast before I ventured into this because it's a really cool story that I can't remember. But I think they were trying to take down communism and so they were trying to insert like some shit-stirring, rebellious songs. Yeah, that song, that track. Is that the Scorpions? Yeah. Wind of Change. Wind of Change. It went fucking gangbusters, that song, and the CIA wrote it to try and, like, create some overthrowing of Why some government. Why did the CIA spend more of their time writing songs? I so no, it. It's a bona fide banger. They could have been as big as the Beatles. Didn't even know it existed. That song? Had yeah. you not heard it before? Don't think so. I reckon you'd recognise the whistling chorus. Nah. Oh. Huh. Weird. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> we live to laugh and we live to bone. Boner Inspector! There he is. Hello, sir. Boners, please. Boners, please. Show me your boners. Tell you what. Probably the closest I got so far in the series. Tell me why. There was a lot of beautiful, topless women in this film having sex with men with jeans visibly on, and that is my kink. Important to note, Tim has rolled the sleeves up on his T-shirt, so he's wearing a muscle singlet, and he's wearing a pair of jeans with ripped knees himself. I'm just very Looks like he walked straight off the set of Emmanuel in Space. Yeah. This is how they fuck in that movie. It is. I also felt... Probably not the closest I've been to getting a boner, 
but the most aroused. This felt more like the. How are those two things different for you? Uh, you can be emotionally yeah, moved. I just think this is closer to my memories of the sort of Emmanuel films that I was watching as a teenaged boy. This. The way that these cameras looked and the way that the whole thing was put it together. It looks like Days of Our Lives. It felt more familiar to me as a Friday night Sky One after midnight phenomenon mm-hmm. than all of the sort of uh, artful European style stuff we've seen so far. Like, I have memories of coming in and out of the story that was being, not this particular story, but like the way that the story was told and the movie was constructed and the scenes were constructed. Are you talking about the one we just watched or back when the- you were a boy? Uh, I'm talking about sort of both. Like okay. this, we are now in familiar. When you say you were coming in and out of the story, were you talking about Emmanuel, Queen of the Galaxy, or were you talking about like remembering watching these when you were a teenager? Option B. Okay. I'm I'm saying I I didn't recognize I recognized the neighborhood, didn't recognize the house exactly, but I've been on the street. Yeah. And I like the street. Yeah, yeah. This is a nice street. It makes sense, and there's really something to be said for. Um, no subs or dubs. It's like weight training, and then you take the weights away, and, and you're yeah, like, oh, this is yeah. fucking easier. It's it easier this way. And it, it put me in a pretty good frame of mind, actually. Quite I, a receptive frame of mind. I, I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous, because I feel like they're going to get shitter after this first one. This was a really good flick, though. I dug it. And I'm interested to know where they go with it. I suspect... See, when, I'll tell you what happened in my head when I heard because this is this movie for one reason or another. I'm guessing tax reasons has two titles depending on what municipality you watch it in. Uh, in some territories, it is Queen of the Galaxy, and others it is First Contact. Emmanuel first Contact makes so much more sense because she does yeah. not seem to be the Queen of the Galaxy. But I think First Contact might be a movie already. I'm thinking of Close Encounters. Never mind. Um... I was thinking of a... First Encounters of the Bone Kind. Uh, Yeah, nice one, bro. Thanks, bro. A video game series called Starcraft, which features a character called Sarah Kerrigan, who is the self-styled Queen of Blades, after she is captured from her Terran base, which is overrun by the Zerg. I call her the Queen of Lays. That's pretty good. And then she becomes... Because she's a fuck machine. Yep. Uh, And she becomes the, the Queen of the Zerg. Until I think the adventures of the first expansion of the second Starcraft where I think she becomes Terran again. Oh no, she remains Zerg. Anyway, as soon as you say Queen of the Galaxy, I think Sarah Kerrigan from um, Starcraft, because in the first game I think, it's not Jim, it's someone else, calls her the Queen Bitch of the Universe. Oh wow. And it's a great line, because that game came out in like 1994. I am really happy to be an audience surrogate here for all of those who did not play Starcraft and were using the entirety of their brain to keep up with the did you get bits? Train of bits thought. and pieces? Uh, you played a game. The game is a flashpoint. three for, species. I don't We've need this We've got the Terran. The Terran are humanity. Big time don't need this bit. Now, the Terran, uh, they are like one species, so you play as them. But actually, if you play the single-player campaign mode, you then get to learn that they are factional as well. There is the, oh, con- yeah, yeah. the Confederacy. Yes. yes. And there's, there's Jim Rayner who like rails against them in the rebellion that he's trying to overthrow the Confederacy which is led by um, Minsk, who actually does win, ultimately. Minsk? Then, this is the name of a city in Russia. Then we've got... So, the, that's pretty interesting. Aktoris Minsk is his name. Then we've yeah, got yeah. the Protoss. I think that's the mayor of the town Minsk in Russia. The Protoss are... What do you think about al- Russia, Tim? An alien species with advanced... You're a big Russia guy? Advanced technology. Mm. 
They're based on ancient I know a Egypt. Lot myself. A lot of their artwork is like ancient Egyptian. They've got a lot of pyramids, a lot of electricity. Then you got the Zerg. The Zerg are another alien species, and they're more animalistic. They were both sired into being by the Zalnaga, the ancient ones. The Protoss. Do, do you work for this game? <laughs> Has this game been rebooted recently? Uh, yeah, it has. And I tell you what, everyone's very angry about that. But Why? I guess this isn't a video game podcast. Because, well, they took... Oh, wait. Am I thinking of... No, I'm thinking of Warcraft, actually. It's made by the same people. They rebooted Warcraft and they broke it. And they took away the old version. Everyone's mad. Anyway, no. I'm giving Emmanuel in space. First contact, five out of five dongs. Before I can set you free... I need you to do me one favor. It's George Lazenby, a man who I didn't even see in the film. I'm so glad he's here. I need you to pitch me a porno. I need you to pitch me a porno. Well, me, George Lazenby, is sitting on a plane, and I'm next to a beautiful woman, and I unzip my trousers, and I uh, remove my very long underpants. My underpants (laughs) reach... (laughs) Down, like long johns sort of they're like capri underpants they're between my ankles and my knees wow and i pull down my underpants and it would take ages it takes roughly two hours <laughs> and i'm struggling and the the steward comes over and says would you like a hand mr lazenby and i say no this is part of it there was a great opening for the maybe cabin crew to get involved on a bit of bone time but i guess that's not where your adventure's going this is my porno. Yeah, I understand. And so there's two hours of me struggling with my Capri underpants, and everyone on the on the plane is asleep. And then I'm so physically exhausted from removing my underpants, I fall asleep too. Everyone's asleep on the plane, just having a lovely sleep. And when I wake up, mm-hmm. I am in trouble. Why? Because everyone else is already awake, and I'm I'm sleeping with my penis out on a commercial airliner. <laughs> It's no good. Are you in first class? No. Oh, they don't let you get away with that shit in coach. I'll tell you that for free. No. And so I get escorted off the plane and I'm taken in a van to a prison. Oh, no. Let's take it a turn. And no one's had sex yet. That's right. And in the prison, I'm given my own cell. Mm-hmm. And I spend the 12 hours waiting to see a lawyer or make my phone call. I see. Furiously masturbating. Jesus. But I cannot achieve an erection. Oh, man. This is grim. 12 hours of me fumbling around with my flaccid cock. All right. Here's my one. Do you want to make it? No. It's a 14-hour porno. Two hours of me removing my underpants on the plane. 12 hours of me trying to achieve an erection. I was going to try and pitch a StarCraft porno, but I'm out of juice after that. That has decimated my spirit. I've got nothing left. (laughs) Well done, George Lazenby. Destroyer of creativity. (laughs) Do you want to know the secret to listening? What's that? It's deep.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.